Little ringy dingy dongy, don't you wanna watch along it? Cause you know we're gonna have a good time. We're watching our show, the one you all know. Yeah, ring, ding, ding, dong, hi. Ding dong. Ding dong, everybody. Ding dong. Oh, man. Across the <laughs> internet, across the world. You know, I saw just yesterday, we're getting listeners in one of my favorite countries, Australia. Oh, my goodness. You go on and on about Australia every single time. I that, love it. Somebody down talks there. about Australia. I love okay, it. Okay, so there. let's hear why, Dermot. Why do you love Australia? Their animals are very cuddly, but also want to kill you. Uh, okay. They had a great response to uh, the need for gun control. Okay. And uh, that is where I lost my virginity. Oh, my good. Really? Yeah. You, so when did, could it spill the deets, okay? Or do you mind talking about who with? Who, what, when, where, why, and how? And in? Uh, well, the specifics of who with, I, I, you know, I will not, uh, I'm not one to kiss and tell, okay? You're a gentleman, that's I, true. I'm a gentleman through and through, thank you. But I was there as uh, my father was filming the role that would then go on to win him his uh, third Academy Award. Of course, uh, he was filming Down Under. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, this Incredible. Was a, yeah. This was a uh, an early work by a little director you may know as you Charlie Kaufman. That's right. And uh, yeah, my father was down there and I, on the sandy shores of Australia, had my cherry absolutely eviscerated. Oh, that's an image. Yeah, mm, I can see that. So, to a pulp. So someone smashed your cherry to a little pulp, maraschino yeah. style. Yeah. And how did that change you? Is it? Did it go, was it good? Was it bad? Um, you know, a lot of people say that the first time isn't about being good, uh, but I think I was really good the first time. You th- so you think you were good? I think I was really good the first time. I think I was pretty good the first time too. Yeah. Well, I, I think uh, I think I will be. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say I, I think you will eventually be uh, once prudence feels like the marriage has been solidified enough for you to consummate it. Yeah, but I mean, I've had a lot of practice, which is basically it. And I would say, that, oh, yeah, I think my I was yeah. really good first time. That's I love that. Here's the thing, Makani. You have self confidence like I've never seen in a person because there are so many things that could get you down in this life of yours. You know, your crippling adult acne, your the fact that you have two left feet, literally. You know, those are things. Those are things that could really get a, a person down. But you have such confidence. You are filming yourself in your solo sex tapes and you're putting them out there into the world uh no they're they're leaked actually uh it's not uh these aren't like but you're putting them in the position to be leaked okay i put them outside i put them outside on the windowsill yeah bake a fresh baked pie and i put it i put it beside it yeah yeah um they really are steaming though they do need to be put out to cool it's hot stuff, Dermot. I'm just mm. saying that I really think I am a good at sex kind of guy. Yeah. A good at we're just two guys who are the type of guys who are good at sex. Can I ask you a question, Dermot? I wish you would. What about what about what about the, the sand? What about the sand? Did it go did it get in? It got in. But you know what else got in? It. I got it in. (laughs) And in many ways, uh, that formed the sexual being I would become today. You know, I still love a a little bit of sand tossed tossed (laughs) into the bed. Right. It's uh, sort of crumbs. That's what I like. Well, it's a natural exfoliant, Makani. 
Uh, is that what's an exfoliant? That's the one that uh, scrapes you, right? Yes, and this is sort of the exfoliant. Really. Really oh. cleans the holes. Mm, yeah. Nice. Yep, yep, okay. Yep, 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 yep. Well, I mean, today we're talking about something very special, an episode that's yes. very special to me. I think yeah. it's very special to all of us. Uh, it was the first uh, and maybe only time that I have been in a plane. That's right, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. It is the pilot episode. The pilot. Now, not to be confused with the pilot episode. It's not the first this episode. Is this is episode eight. Episode eight. The episode titled The Pilot. And we, uh, there wasn't any uh, studios capable of of becoming a an airplane. So we did have to, this is a little behind the scenes, which, you know, I guess that is the whole point of the show. We did film this one in an actual airplane, uh, in an Air Canada airplane. And this is one of the first instances of um, sort of guerrilla filmmaking in Canadian children's kids television. Yeah. Children's kids. Yeah, that is one of the, the there's sort of different tiers of, of television in Canada. There's, uh, there's adult programming. There's family programming. Single people programming. Stuff if you're lonely. Stuff if you're lonely. Children's programming and kids' children's programming. Right. And so the kids, this is the first time this has ever been shown on there. Of course... Uh, guerrilla filmmaking inside a plane has been done in adult. And just guerrilla filmmaking, you know, when Jane Goodall gave those gorillas a uh, sort of a, a GoPro situation and just let them rip. It was incredible. And I can't wait till she gives them a 35 millimeter and we can see uh, what we can really do. There's a, there's a, a chimp Christopher Nolan. We had to film in a plane. And yeah. so we, what we had to do uh, actually to to get on this plane and trick Air Canada is we had to pretend we were a group, mm -hmm. uh, and not just any kind of group. Uh, we were a group of kids, mm -hmm. unaccompanied minors, and we were on our way to Africa to help Africa. Yeah. That's what we said. Well, we were there to help the African miners. Right. Thank you for saying yeah. that. Yeah. So we were unaccompanied minors and we'd heard about the, this was like, this was, I think the first really socially conscious episode of Ding Dong. Yeah. Because it, it has a really good message. I think mm -hmm. uh, it's loud and clear to everyone involved. Yeah. It's that the suffering makes the diamond special. And this episode was sponsored by by Cage Rulers. Thank you, Cage Rulers. Mm. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. We appreciate it. <laughs> we have a guest on this show, somebody uh, that you guys don't know uh, because you probably don't watch the credits. Uh, at the we uh, we didn't have to have credits uh, legally. At that point, and when we did, they were smushed real hard to the side of the screen. And this is an unsung hero. Yeah. Well, I, I th this person, I'm not going to say their name right now, but this person was instrumental behind the camera at <laughs> keeping things moving. And uh, be quiet, please. Can you be quiet? Oh, my, oh my God. Sorry, we haven't brought you on yet. Sorry, he's not boy. used to uh, being the focus like this so this is probably yeah okay so i'm sure i'm sure you're not used to excuse oh, me you're not oh used to God. what it's like to being in front of the camera to being a performer but one of the things we do there is we watch our mouths well we McConney cover our mouths and we enunciate we don't mumble so um <clears throat> McConney is a little um uh touchy on this subject uh everybody because what would happen is if mcconnie I'm was just touchy. Us, i'm cool i'm cool we can be honest with you know our listeners expect a certain amount of honesty and candor from us and i think it's important that we tell them good luck getting that from freaking scab if when when mcconnie would cough behind the camera if he was just off <laughs> off you know the if McConaughey was just off 
frame and he would cough, he would um, he would be put over the knee of the nearest production assistant and spanked for a good, I'd say, six to eight minutes. Uh, production would halt and everyone would just sort of stop and we would have to watch. Um, you know, if I if, if we looked away, we were made to watch and it was sort of, you know, you were sort of made an example of. And so, you know, I can understand why this is a touchy subject for you. Yeah, I guess that's it. Thank you. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I guess I do have good reason and I'm sorry for coming at you, Scab. Uh, it's just, it was usually Scab's um, legs that I had to be I had to bend over when I was bent over um because and he uh, would laugh yeah I, the whole time I don't know if I'm allowed to talk yet you boys but uh it's a real pleasure to be here though with the grown boys Hooch and uh Cody my god I mean you can call us um Hooch and Cody all grown, all grown up, the boys. Yeah. So you you can call us, you know, you can call us by our real names, um, you know, because I'm I'm not that character. My my name is Dermot McDooley. Um, I'm McConney Cauliflower. You can call me Mister Cauliflower. Well, you, you can call him McConney. You can call me Mister McCauliflower right now. Uh, uh, just to not confuse myself, I'm going to call you Hooch and Cody. Make it easy on me, huh? Hey, sorry about the whole coughing thing. Sorry about the whole coughing thing. I took a sip out of the... thought it was the old green tea, but it was the chowder. It's the chowder thermos. Went down the wrong hole. I got a piece of car and stuck in the wrong green? hole for a minute. No, I didn't look at it. I got all the lights turned down. Yeah, it is It is a little dark in here. For It's, um, it's a you mood setting have, uh, thing. Quite a ambience going here. It's uh, probably not uh, work safe. You know, I'm glad I got my steel toes on today. You know, yeah. I'll be bumping yeah. into stuff, you boys. I'll never, never the most safety conscious. You two on set, that's for sure. Well, we were, we were quite young, and you know, when when we were particularly um, unsafety conscious, safety unconscious, uh, one of us would, of course be put over the knees of the nearest PA, which often was um, Scab, our today's guest, Scab, uh, and yeah. spanked while everybody watched. Back and forth, back and forth. I did the grip, I did PA, I, you know, I did a swing, you know, I did it all. I kind of covered all the bases. I was sort of a go-to, basically an executive producer, if you want to look at, uh, you know, the contribution. I The contribution I had to the show. And, and Stan, look, or sorry, um, Scab, I mean, it's a big, uh, it's interesting that you say, you know, you're, you're safety conscious on totally. a show that is famous for the sheer number and severity of accidents that occurred on yeah. like your watch. Hard not to be safety conscious when that kind of nonsense is going on all the time. Huge calamities. I'm very conscious of safety and how little of it there is around on set on Ding Dong High, especially. But I've turned a new page since working on that cursed show. You know, cursed. I think it was a it's a beautiful show. I uh, it was a beautiful. It was high art and all, but it was like every episode was like fucking Fitzcarraldo with Werner Herzog. You know, it's crazy. It's like every we're shooting on location at some point, and everybody in the home in the town wanted to kill me or put me in tar and feathers or whatever mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah there was a brief moment when we were all wearing orange and the town was really upset with us yeah do you remember that when we were going well somebody poisoned a salad bar anyway I was what what I was gonna say and I, I'm gonna throw this in there is like one of the reasons that I was coughing behind the camera was because I was smoking Marlboro's Oh my God! You boys got into the cigarettes. Well, that is that's why we got the spankings. That's why we got the spankings, and well, that's why I got the spankings. I was giving you the spankings for wearing the open-toed shoes. You say you I said a close-up. We don't even see my feet. How come I have to wear closed-toed shoes? I said you're on set, buddy. Yeah. The I can see your I can see your toes. It don't matter if the camera can. I can't. I I can't. Yeah. 
I remember you saying that about after I'd fallen off the roof uh, yeah. in the wheelchair as well. <laughs> wow. What you are were, you doing you in a wheelchair saying, on the roof? Well, because I'd broken my legs in part in the in in the dance competition, and then I was in the wheelchair, and then I had to stop some people from corn dunking. And it's a long story, but it's a beautiful uh, it's a beautiful illustration of how bad you are at your job. Hey, this a gotcha show? You came on here telling me that you besmirched my professional reputation on your show. I always thought. Oh it was yeah, gonna be let's. A, oh yeah, nice let's see reputation. how good you are. Give me that chowder. Give me that chowder. I'm not sure which one. I'm one's gonna which drown anymore. myself I mixed in it. it up again. One of them is green some. tea. No, oh, that's the green tea. That's the green tea. Uh, that's the green tea. It's probably pretty good for you though. I'm just refreshed now. Yeah, actually. that kind of looks pretty tasty, actually. Yeah, it's an Irish green tea. Oh, oh boy. Okay, well, we'll just keep Cody, an eye on that. You situation. got real. You got more beautiful. You know that. I listen. I know it's Thank not you. normal for. for <laughs> uh, it's not normal to say that kind of thing, but I think you've gotten more beautiful since uh, graduating from Ding Dong High. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, um, you, so it's nice. very kind of you. Uh, I, you know, I want to credit my skin condition uh, to the fact that you know my my youthful glow. I never picked up those cigarettes that you were always smoking. Makani and I just I need to sort of we need to examine maybe the relationship going on between the two of you because Makani you would show up to set in a a, a jelly flip-flop in a jelly flip-flop smoking those Marlboros those were handmade jelly flip-flops made out of sticky hands by the way were they is that a joke is you're saying they're handmade because they're made of hands Huh. Oh, that's honestly, it's, it's, it's that's pretty of, funny, actually. It's pretty great, actually. Yeah, that's, that's actually very funny. Are you saying your own joke is funny? I, I didn't make it's it. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty funny. That's, that's a pretty, pretty good, funny. That's a good side joke. Tooch Tooch was always the funny one with the whole the wheelchair business. Can we put an edit mark in? Yeah, Clip this part. Can we put, yeah. the, we'll put this on in, in put this on Instagram. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I lo- Yeah, it's important that people, you know, this is a serious investigative piece of journalism, but every now and then people need to laugh, I think. So that is important. But Makani, you were always showing up clip-clopping in your handmade jelly flip-flops, smoking mm-hmm. your cigarettes, coughing off camera, knowing... I think knowing that you were going to get put over the lap of of our coworker and friend Scab here, and, and sort of like a father figure, kind of as well, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of. You both are. You both wear a lot of trench coats and things. You both wear, have, wear gloves a lot. Your your father, my father, and Scab. Tell you what. I don't, your dad sounds like Blade, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Well, you, dad was definitely on set. I don't know if you ever saw him. He was usually in the shadows. Was he the guy who was dressed like Blade? Yeah. That makes so much sense. You know, he was frequently dressed like Blade. Well, Blade was dressed like dad. Really? That's You'd so know cool. that my dad was showing up when you started here, like boom, bap, boom, boom, and he shows up yeah. in his station wagon, yeah. gets out, uh, take, get, opens up the trunk, pulls out a box, puts it on the ground. It's heavy. What's in it? It's a trench coat. Pulls it out, puts that heavy trench, trench coat, coat. On. puts the box back in. The box is still heavy, so there's still something heavy in the box. What could that be? We'll come back to that later. Dad comes out, he then locks the door, and then when he walks close to you, you hear him humming, humming under his breath. I mean, you're telling me you don't recognize that guy, Scab? Yeah, no, I do. That's uh, that's the guy that kicked open the porta potty door when I was in there first thing in the morning, trying to have he my did breakfast. He do that a lot. And he, he, he just looked at me and he'd say, bitch. That's dead. Yeah. 
I don't like. Did he ever dad. show you his swords? Yep. But they weren't like blade swords. They just didn't make any sense. There's too many little swiggly woogles and things going on on those swords to be practical. They were sort of a Swiss Army knife of a sword, a Swiss Army sword. But with like dying, like dragon stuff. I made him those swords, dude. I got hole punchers. I punched holes in a whole bunch of swords, made them look like Swiss cheese. I melted them a bit. I put the swords in the microwave. I took them back out. And guess what? That's the heavy stuff that was in the box. What? Swords? Okay. Yeah, you're, it's a re- you're really talented with your hands, Makani. You have you're, to learn how to make some shivs, and and you got to give them a flavor if you're going to be living on the street like I was, and especially if you're going to be living um, in the true. rafters and the catwalks and the lights in the studio. Yeah, of we're, the, we weren't fucking having you living in the grip truck no more, trying to sleep on all the sewn blankets. That's not happening. Making them all stinky. I wasn't making them stinky. Yeah, he's a good kid and all that, but you can't sleep in the gear, kid. We got to return that at the end of the season. You don't think of that. Nobody ever thinks of that. We didn't buy that gear ever. I was telling him, you, you're better off buying this stuff first season. Nobody ever listens to who, uh, uh, Scab. Me. Okay, mm-hmm. well, I, maybe some of our listeners don't know. Listener, uh, if you do know this, get in touch with me and I'll take it out in the future. But until then, what does a grip do? Cocaine. (laughs) That's an old joke from on set when we would do cocaine. Um, Oh, yes. You guys were so fast when that happened. Yep. Too fast sometimes. It it was, uh, you know, back then you could write it into the budget. Uh, You can't do that kind of thing no more. You could write marble, marble cigarettes into the budget. You could write cocaine, but you couldn't call it cocaine. You'd have to call it fake snow or something. And um, Okay. Wait a second. Now, I know I might eh? be jumping ahead a little bit, but the plane does land in a nice snowy... We have, we have to make a crash landing at the end of this episode, and there was a bunch of that fake snow. And I do remember myself and my other castmates mm-hmm. getting through that scene in record time. I thought, we usually have the problem where we have to cut things because we go over time and we need to, you know, whittle it down to make it fit in that half-hour time slot. In this case, we actually had to do the scene twice. We played it twice um, because of, well, I'm just wondering if the snow is maybe, was it uh, cocaine? Oh, completely, you boys. You cracked the code there for sure. You know, you weren't supposed to be unaccompanied minors to Africa. That was another one of those shenanigans for sure. Me and uh, Slow Jerry got hung up at customs. We were supposed to be taking you boys to Africa. It was supposed to be a grand old adventure with me and uh, Slow Jerry as your chaperones. But, uh, you know, they started looking at our carnet for all the gear and they said, you can't have these batteries. And they also said, you can't have all, you can't have 25 pounds of fake snow. And I said, listen, I'm going to be real with you. This is actually fake snow and you need to let us have it because we're with Ding Dong High. And uh, Were they fans? Did that have any clout? Well, kind of. They were a big fan. They said, listen, I'm going to watch the episode. And if there's no fake snow in Africa for this episode, you're in trouble. So we ended up oh. having to use the cocaine as fake snow anyways. A huge 25 pounds of uh, the best cocaine I've ever had. Made me erection for a month. And now we had to throw it out. I use it as snow. In huh. the fucking Africa. Can you believe it? There's no snow there. Well, in the mountains, maybe. What mountain in Africa? There's. I don't think they have those. I don't think there's. they do that. I don't think uh, they do I wondered this I wonder where that there. that rewrite came from to include all the snow uh because it wasn't in the original script but uh, Santa Claus of not. Well, it was a magical moment. Is that why Slow Jerry came onto frame wearing that Santa Claus costume? Uh, no, Slow Jerry's just kind of fucked up and he oh, found he, was, he found oh, a okay. Santa Claus costume. He, he rode and the uh, as a dog in the cargo hold and he found a Santa Claus costume down there and he thought that was funny. Slow Jerry's a funny name. That actually mis- is pretty funny, huh? 
he could have. <laughs> he's a funny. Listen, that he's actually a is guy. funny, man. Slow Jerry's a hazard, but he's a funny guy. I'll give you that. He makes Can me. Can we laugh. put a mark here to edit this? Can we put this on TikTok? We'll put this on TikTok. Yeah. This is a funny moment that I think people like. That's pretty funny. People will like. Hey, Slow that. Jerry's dead now. He's dead. Yeah, I was gonna ask what um what happened to Slow Jerry. Okay, yeah. <laughs> he killed himself with his dogs. He killed himself with his dogs. He uh, he 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 got a terrible back injury on set to put him out, and he started raising Rottweilers part time. And did he uh, you know one tragedy after another, and uh, the pain was a lot, so he covered him his whole head in peanut butter. <laughs> Oh my god. And the dogs ate him. It was so sad. The suicide note was the saddest I've ever seen. Well, this Slow Jerry, he had those Rottweiler tattoos on his shoulder blades, do you remember? And I he thought, would Yeah, right, he would sort of push them together and make them fight. Honestly, I, Dermot, I, I have thought, to say you have an incredible memory for men's shoulder blades. Well, it was um, it was particularly affecting afterwards, given what happened. But I remember he would he would have he would sort of show off his tattoos, and then he would push his shoulder base together and make you know. I do remember that. Yeah, Mad Dog Jerry. He starts foaming. Oh, I need to start getting scared. And we got to like, oh, no. And everyone's like, ah, yeah, you got to calm him down. Away. Calm down, Jerry. Calm down. He, yeah. Then you realize Jerry got into the, Jerry got into uh, fucking Prudence's EpiPen again. He's freaking out. He's freaking out. I mean, he was an adrenaline junkie. And my wife had a, uh, I mean, I think she was a peanut junkie. It was the peanut butter, I'm realizing. That makes sense. Oh, my God. Yeah. Cody, you did always... You, you had a great eye for the for male physique. You know, continuity was always thanking you for t- getting Lanson's place properly for every scene, especially the kissing ones. You'd say, no, that was wrong. He actually... His hair was like this. His bicep was mm-hmm. like this. His arm was like this. You're yeah. a real... Very good, yes. We, you know... We'd always joke with the hair and makeup ladies. We'd say he that Cody, he's got a pornographic memory. <laughs> right. Well, I and to that I will say that I have always known that while performing and acting is, you know, in my blood, my ultimate path is towards that of a director. And I started to cultivate that at a very young age, very young age. So, you know, Lance would, you know, I would direct Lance in, um, you know, we would sort of workshop. We would, we we would take plays, you know, because theater for, for, for me, it all comes back to the theater. And so we would take plays and we would sort of workshop them together and I would direct him and, uh, you know, sometimes other actors would come by and we would just sort of, you know, vibe things out, see what happened. But oh, yeah, totally. uh, yeah, we could hear you. We could hear you guys using your diaphragm in your in your uh, trailer mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that oh, that's was- grunt time. We called that grunt time. Yes. where You guys were in there and it was. Mm. Yes, I tell you exactly. what, being a PA, cleaning, cleaning, changing the garbages in the trailer was one of the lowest points. Season four, when I was the just the locations PA, that was not nice. TMI. Well, you know, we believed that art should have no boundaries, and that we should have no boundaries when we're if, if art is to tear down the boundaries of you know social sort of you know conceptual and like such as we knew that in many ways we needed to have no boundaries in such forth to do you understand what he's saying scab is he saying something i think you actors are brilliant what you do is so hard i don't know how you do it i don't know how you come up with this stuff but Mm. above my pay grade i'm just a humble uh you know grip sound guy pa do some a little bit of tattoo stuff on the side well you were a jack of all trades uh yeah i mean you did my gramp stamp which was really nice 
<laughs> your gram stamp. Oh yeah. Oh the gram stamp. Yeah, you yeah. you did my gram stamp. Uh rest in peace, grandpa. Love you. Fifteenth birthday. Smack in my back. Yeah. yeah, for my 15th birthday, I got my dead grandpa on my lower back. But mm-hmm. what I was going to say is, what's your favorite part about working on, like, what's your favorite memory of working on Ding Dong High? Oh, boys, you're gonna really going to make me out myself here. You're outing yourself? Nah, not like in a, not like in an LGBTQIA uh, kind of way. Oh, that would have been huge. That would have been a huge gap for us. You could still do it if you want. Nah, it's just Steve. Steve Zdansky's just a normal cis-hate straight, you know, gay thought here and there because of all the TV I watch, but that's just normal, you know. Uh, what TV do you watch? What TV do I watch? I, I got uh, only the box set of Oz. Right, yeah. And that's all you've watched? That's all I ever watch other than Ding Dong High. Right. So, I mean, that makes sense if you've just got, you know, Chris Maloney's sweaty ass to look at. Who? Christopher Maloney. What's the character name? I talked to a gay guy once and he said that it's exactly like Oz. Ding Dong High? No, just being, just doing that. If you're going to be that, it's, he, I was like, I've, is it like Oz? And he said, yes. So if you've been watching that much Oz, I think you're there. Okay, yeah, well, tell you what, I mean, I guess I'm gay. Um, well, that's great. Okay, folks, this is yeah, amazing. That's so brave of you. That's so brave. It's the first queer person we've had on this podcast. It's an honor to be a trailblazer like this. It feels t- hard to hold, to carry this burden, this cross for my yeah. community, but I will, ende- I will endure, okay? Endure that, that huge load for your community. Furries out there, you, this is for you. Furries, furries. I don't know. Doesn't that fall under the umbrella? Are mm. you are you a furry? No, but I got I got to admit, Lola Bunny. Okay, so he's a little bit of a furry. I so you you are an advocate of including furries in the two SLGBTQA plus acronym. I it was more of a question. I thought maybe that had already done been done. Uh I don't think it has been. You know what a way you could do it? What about androids? Pardon? You could make all the letters furry. Like with furry bubble letters? Like give them little hair. Oh, that's cool. But hold on. That's a that's a misconception about furries is that they only have fur. They could have they could have elephant skin. They could have reptile skin. They could have uh, Well, that's not furry though. It doesn't matter. It's a you anthropomorphize yourself as an animal character. It's not but it's, No, uh, I think it's specific to fur. I think it says fur because otherwise I why think would you, you guys be are, furry? don't know what the fuck you're talking about and you should watch yourself Oh, probably. okay. I'm pretty sure that we were in front of the camera. I'm pretty sure you're talking to the man who gave the best down the camera soliloquies of all time. You're mm. talking to Dermot McDooley. Give him one of your famous soliloquies. Look look straight at him like he's the camera. And show and put him in his place. Gonna get both barrels of uh, soliloquy right now. <clears throat> Here we go. Blow my hair back like the Maxell guy. You get ready. Mm. In switch for seventh and two doth to yours. For it is when we forsooth and forsaketh. Okay, and listen, we're going to be here a while, so we're just going to let Cody... Take not uh, We're going to let Dermot continue your on with the soliloquy, and we'll be right back. Shoelace. I'm Lola Bordeaux. And I'm Alanis Percocet. We're two drag queens who recently relocated to a strange and wonderful town called Cityville. A place made for and made by drag queens. Tune into our new podcast, Lola and Lani. As we get to know our new neighbors, like charitable queen Generosity. Morning talk show host... Bright and early. And legal lady, my attorney. Lola and Lonnie is a darkly glittery cartoon for your ears and features some of the best comics and queers from coast to coast. Find Lola and Lonnie on your favorite podcast purveyor. Mwah. For it is under the fingernail that one forsaketh thine own truth. 
be true. Amen. Do we uh, say amen now? Uh, <laughs> that's a funny joke. We're back. We're back from that lovely little ad. I have to ask. I I need to. I need to. I need to add an addendum. Under the furry umbrella, there are also other people like scalies who are into different types of of animal skin. Uh, so I think the scalies are maybe maybe furries are the like umbrella term. I wouldn't know. I don't know these things. Um, just like Lana Del Rey said, "Ooh, no, furries are gross." Yeah, that, but listen, my son is a furry. This is the only reason I get a little bit touchy about it is because he's a furry, and he, I, he, do, he, his persona is an axolotl. Oh my god! Named Quentin. Quentin. How old is your son? Thirty-six. 36 years young. Quentin, so Quentin is dressed as an axolotl. Uh, I guess it's not furry. It's not scaly. It's, you know, squishy. It's sort of soft and pink and wet, pretty much. Yeah. White, pink, and wet. (laughs) And have you, is this something that he's shared with you? Is this, um, you know, are you... Are, are, how familiar are you with his lifestyle choices? Um, I would say that I'm very intimate with it. I would say that I am, I understand it completely. I've seen every, almost every aspect of it, except for what happens when he closes his door. His bedroom door. Is he walking through life in his axolotl uh, he's outfits? He's sort of, he's like crawling wetly. And it's not so much, it's not really an outfit. It's, you know, I mean, he's soft, soft, white, pinkish kind of. It's not really, he doesn't, you know. So he's not wearing anything. He's just covered in like a fine layer of Vaseline. He has a gill, a gills and uh, tail apparatus, but yes, most of it's Vaseline and a little bit of a sunburn. Okay. Is he, is he tucking at all or is he just sort of flopping about? Oh, well, he lost his penis in a terrible uh, accident. And I think that's why the whole axolotl thing is sort of the fantasy because they can regenerate limbs. Oh, and he's I maybe see. hoping his lit, his penis grows back. But his penis was very small to begin with. So I, well, like I tell him, it could have been worse. Are you saying that every, every furry <laughs> is simply doing it as a trauma response? I think every furry has somehow has a mangled penis or butthole. Okay. A mangled butthole. And they have to compensate by pretending to be some, like a mascot from a sports team. Right. But don't let my son know that. I love you very much, Quentin. You're a good boy and you're very useful around Christmas time, especially wrapping presents. You're so fast with that somehow. You would think all of the all of the the goo that he's covered in would inhibit him. Uh, we the, he I we have a special rule. I tell him I get my son Quentin back on New Year's, Christmas, Boxing Day, and my birthday. And your birthday is 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 Christmas Eve. That's right. So it's kind of, it's not a great deal. Okay, yeah, kind of tail ended at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. But listen, we did you. I didn't come here to talk shit about my son. I do that at poker night. <laughs> I'm just. I, I like it. I think it's cool. If I saw Quentin on the street, I'd need to ask a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> Snip this. <laughs> I'd knock him out probably. If he wasn't my son, I'd punch him. Is Quentin? Uh, is Quentin seeing anybody? Is uh, does he have another axolotl person in his life? Yeah, Quentin is poly. Uh, he's part of a harem, and also he's part of a system. Um, a system. He is an he uh, pretends he he one of his friends uh, um, has uh, multiple personalities, and Quentin has agreed to be one of them. Um, <laughs> he is uh, the person. He is an external personality. Don't tell him that. But yeah, okay. Oh, he doesn't know. Is that in Axolotl? <laughs> he plays himself, but he's the other person's per- part of the other person's personality system. So if it's like Beautiful Mind, he's Paul Bettany. 
Char, I've never seen that. I like I said, I only watch Az and Ding Dong High, but sounds good if it's anything like that. He's sort of a, a, a squishy, slimy mind. Oh, he's a total. He's he's a bottom. Edel, but uh, what's the opposite of a power bottom? A wimpy top. I think it's a wimpy top. Wimpy top? I think that's it. The opposite of a power bottom is a winky top. A wimpy top. Is that a is is that a real thing? Duh, that's my son. You're talking about. Hey, you know. I in one of my leaked sex tapes, there's a I I play a wimpy top. Uh, is that like <laughs> I'm gonna fuck you? Uh, that. That sounds like uh, that sounds more like Lupin, his Fennec Fox friend, Quintus. Oh no! So uh, like a passive aggressive top with a pass, passive aggressive top, <laughs> sort of. He's like, I, I, w- I'm pretty sure I'm in, but your butt's too big. If if you don't feel <laughs> it, it's your fault. <laughs> right, right. He's sort of passing the buck on that one. Sort of. I, listen, I don't know. Like I said, I'm just plain old normal gay because of all the Oz I watch. I don't right. know about all this stuff. I've never watched Oz. Is anyone in Oz, does anyone have a butthole that's too big? I don't know. I close my eyes at all this, all the sex, all the ranchy stuff. It's too much for me. Uh, okay. But uh, otherwise, it's it's the story that really draws you in? Sure, the whole prison thing. Sometimes they'll cook stuff in their cell, and I find that really fascinating. <laughs> well, you've always you've always liked DIY. Totally, I'm a real MacGyver kind of guy. Yeah. I'm always I'm always Jerry rigging stuff on set. I think that's how I got up to the lofty heights of key grip for three and a half episodes. I think it's also how you helped me get up to the to the loft, right? Like uh, we had to get you and your fucking wheelchair all the way up there. Yeah, it was t- it was tough, you know. And they said, "Don't you, why don't you build a winch or something?" And I said, "You ever heard of the pyramid? Do you think they had a winch? No, they used the inclined plane." Well, and they had aliens too. Uh, listeners, please check out um, Dermot's uh, new. He's narrating something for History Channel. It's called Crazy Aliens. Yes. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. I love that. I love hearing that show through my neighbor's wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you would never watch it because it's not your DVD box set of it's Oz. It's the two shows that I've said that I watch, yeah. Yeah. And not even all of one of them. No. Do you guys want to hear a little preview? I, I would kill myself if I don't hear it. Okay. Well, don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that at all. All right, I'm, I'm going to press, press play here. The ancient Egyptians, in a lot of ways, were not ancient at all because they, many scientists and many historians believe that these Egyptians were using technology bequeathed upon them by aliens. Aliens from the planet Gleeglorp. That's right. Gleeglorp is the third planet in the solar system. Gleeglip. And Gleeglip, in a lot of ways, is Earth. That's right. The aliens are from Earth. Future Earth. Ancient aliens. Coming up on the History Channel. My God. I mean, that was amazing. I I don't believe in God anymore. No. History Channel won't rest until nobody believes in God. And all they believe in is that aliens are people from the future of Earth sent back to build the pyramids. Well, that was a really interesting script, too. Like, who who writes this stuff? Sounded like it was written by AI. Oh, yeah, a lot of it was written by AI. Oh, um, okay. And some of it was actually written by MIA. Who, the rapper? The, who's yeah, the-, the rapper, yeah. She's, um, you know, she's anti-vax. Uh, Pro-crazy you know, aliens. Pro, pro-future aliens. And what's funny, though, is the, the, uh, the art- artist renderings of these future aliens from Gleeglorp Look a lot like a sort of man-sized axolotl. 
Uh, they are definitely covered in Vaseline. Well, does Quentin look anything like this? Can, pause, can we pause on that? On yeah. That still yeah. there? Does Quentin look anything like that? Well, that's a picture of Quentin eating the bowl of Lucky Charms with buttermilk. No, that's one of the Glebe Glorbs eating a oh sacrificial meal. God. You're joking. This is in, this is kind of nuts. Okay, so <laughs> one of these two things is real. And I honestly can't tell which is which. I know my son's real. He put he shoved me into the wall the other day. What? How do you know your son's real when he doesn't oh even God. know if he's real? Wait, we need to we need to rewind here. Your son <laughs> pushed you up against the wall? Is everything okay? No, at home? he just shoved me kind of too hard. I don't think he meant to shove me as hard as he did, but I hit the wall pretty hard and my keys fell off the key rack and it made a hell of a clamor and he seemed to mm. be pretty regretful right away. Right. But I was Is that why you're wearing a back helmet? My back brace? No, this is uh it's like a back helmet. Back helmet. This is a back. Who calls it a back helmet? It's a back brace. Who told you this is called a back helmet? You boys are sheltered little actors. I, I would call that a back helmet. This is a back brace. Do you uh, hear? I want to just break this down for a minute. He pushed you into the wall. Your keys fell, and they made a a lot of sound when they fell. Do you think that was his way of communicating to you that your time spent as the key grip was he was viewed by him as an abandonment that, that maybe you weren't there for him enough because your focus was on being the key grip? No, I think he was mad at the joke I made at, about at his expense on the way out the door. Oh, what did you say? I I did the whole got your nose thing with his penis and I said, just kidding. Right. There's nothing. You don't have one. And that's when he pushed you. He did the little shove. Now, can I ask a question? Um, were you wearing the back helmet at the time of the push? <laughs> yeah, I was wearing my back. I have to wear my back brace when I'm going to drive because it's my, my lumbar started to hurt my lumbar in around season eight or nine. And it turns out I got a fused disc from jumping off of uh, jumping off the top of the grip truck to win a bet. Did you win? You did win the bet, though. To be fair, I didn't lose the bet. I mean, I did not. Oh. I did not. I did not win the bet. You lost the bet. Right. That's right. Oh, too bad. Mm. But that time off did allow you to spend a lot of time with Quentin. I bet at home. Nah. Only if he was off over Christmas. I think this was. Oh right, November. He was an axolotl even back then. He's boy has been dressing up in his Vaseline and doing the crawling around things since right. he was bah, grade 12, grade 13. Is, is, can I ask a question? Is a Vaseline costume more or less expensive than <laughs> traditional clothing ones, you know? Or maybe some sort of like bodysuit, morph suit situation. Tell you what. It used to cost me an arm and a leg, and I'd say, "Listen, Quentin, slow down on this stuff. I, you're you're bankrupting your old dad here." And then he, you know, to 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 give him a little bit of credit, he's pretty resourceful. He got a partnership on Instagram with oh. uh, Vaseline, and now it's uh, doesn't cost nothing. If if anything, he's maybe making a bit of money off of it. I don't know. How much time does he spend lathering up every day? Good grief. All the goddamn time. He just makes it easy for himself and covers the whole floor in his bathroom with Vaseline. And then he'll just walk, he'll slime his way through there. It does sound nice. It sounds easy and nice. I mean, we could, um, we could give this a try after the episode if you want. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'd like to try that. I think we should do that. Let's get in there. Let's, let's have a good time. Just like uh, it'll it'll remind me of the slide we took out of the uh, out of the plane at the end of the pilot episode after it crashed. I loved. We had to take that. We had to refilm that so many times, and I had a great time. It was so funny because the emergency crew were like acting like, "Oh my god, stop going back into the stop going back into the plane, stop going back into the crash plane." And mm-hmm. it was like, I don't know how to tell you this, dude. We're actors, and. You're here to do a job. I'm here to do a job. And I'm going to do my job. Because otherwise, dad's going to be mad. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, your dad also always had an empty jar, like just sort of a half empty jar of Vaseline on him. But I never saw what he was putting it on. I think it was just for emergencies. Oh, okay. Getting your head caught in the rungs of a stair or something, your ladder. Getting your hand caught in a pickle jar. Well, and we were going down the slide so many times. We were doing so many takes of us going down that emergency slide that we were starting to wear holes in it. And so we would get the, yeah. like, we'd start going down and it just wouldn't be slippy anymore. And we'd just get, kids were getting stuck in the middle of it. So, you know, that's exact. that's why the Vaseline, he's got half a jar of Vaseline. I don't know why it's always a half jar because we've seen him use it it's always times, a half jar. Yeah. It's always a half jar. So I don't know where yeah. the other half is going. Just one of those things, I guess. It's just one of those things. Like, uh, Scabby, I have to ask. Hey there, what, boys. What was your fate? What's what's your most treasured memory from this episode? Uh, from this episode? The episode or the filming of the episode? The filming of the episode. Oh, boy. That's pretty good. Um <laughs> Honestly, I just I got such a fucking kick out of slow Jerry being Santa Claus in the middle of fucking Africa. I thought yeah. that was so goddamn funny. That was, yeah. that actually is, that, that's even still funny, actually. That shit was un- rest in peace, Jerry. One of the funniest fucking guys I've ever met. Slow Jerry, absolute maniac. I just a menace. Rest in peace, you crazy bastard. Yeah, rest well. Rest well. Well, folks. Thank you for joining us for the the whole freaking recap and watch along of the pilot episode. Not the pilot, though. Not the pilot. Remember, everybody, ding dong. Dermot, are you okay? You look like you've seen a ghost. Sorry, I was just I was, I was thinking about Slow Jerry, you know, the way Slow Jerry, to me, um was a father figure as well. And I I just want to send us out on a, a soliloquy that Slow Jerry um, inspired in me right now. Oh, I'd um, love to hear that. For with thou shalt slow, slow all the way down, in and as such, for to did Jerry. Sliding down into the hearts of us all. White, glittering, cocaine. Thank you. And good night. So fucking beautiful.